The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. Her name is Hannah. This is the EP Podcast, brought to you proudly by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, located in that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski. Look, when interest rates are up, that means you make more money on your money when you have it in a bank. It's a real thing. 3.25% is what they're giving in interest. Statement Savings Special, an 11-month CDs at 4%, 23 months at 4.25. Plus, you get a $300 bonus when you open up that checking account over at the First National Bank of Evergreen Park with qualifying activities. Switch to the bank you can rely on, one that is part of your community, the bank that I bank with personally, and with the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. Visit BankEvergreenPark.com or stop in and see them today at 95th and Pulaski. I had a moment the other day. Oh, tell me. No, I did, and it's not its not something that I'm super proud of, but I think I'm justified for having the moment. Okay. I had an argument in front of my house. In an, front of your house? An angry argument in front of my house. Okay. You tell me if I'm wrong. All right. I'm not going to get too far into it, but you tell me. Okay, and I'm going to try to be a little vague because in the end, it's not my neighbor's fault. It's a guest at his house. Okay. Right? So a guest at my neighbor's house pulled into my driveway because his driveway was too full. Okay. Not for a moment, no. Parked his car, opened up several doors, opened up a trunk, and was loading or unloading when I pulled up to my single car driveway and was unable to pull onto my own property because this person was on my property blocking me. Okay. Right? I mean, I want you to picture that and think of how absurd that is. Well, yeah. You can park on the street if the guy you're visiting has all of his parking spaces filled in his driveway. But no, 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 no. I'm going to pull into the driveway next to it because I'm important. And I like to pull up to a sidewalk instead of getting out at a curb. Mm-hmm. Think of the absurdity of that right there. That's, uh, yeah. That's nuts, And just right? rude. Just rude and wrong. Yeah. I, I have to. Par- I park on the other side of my street. I get out of the car. I'm sure I got a face on me, but I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to tell him. So I look at the guy. I'm like, hey, man, this ain't his driveway. This is my driveway. I can't even get into my house because you're parked here. Can you move your car? Now, the immediate response, especially for somebody who isn't even someone who lives here, should right. have been, sorry. Right? First yes. thing you should have, Sorry. Yeah. Next thing should have been moving my car. It should not be throw your arms out and say, what's the big deal? Why are you mad? Oh, no. Because then I became mad. Oh, no. Now, I will say this. This is a younger person, older person? Younger than me, but old enough to be a grown man. Okay. Right? I mean, probably late 20s and early 30s. Okay. And and may even be older. But I mean, like, this was a grown man. Okay. This isn't like a child. This is somebody who should know better. And... Throws his, and says this to me. So now at this point, like, that's when you like Chris's fuse. Like, there's there's very few things that will make me really angry. I mean, you have to remember, I worked in a 911 center, so I'm very calm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get excited about, like, certain things. Yeah. And the kids laugh because dad gets loud. But he's always he's always mostly loud in a happy way, right? Or in, like, just kind of like a funny, like, would be like a comedian's rant type of way. That's kind of how I operate. But if you do something, like, that's clearly wrong... 
And then you act as though it's not. Like somehow I'm the crazy person that you're on my property blocking access to my own home. And then you act as though somehow you're not the bad guy. Mm -hmm. That's what gets me. Yeah. Right? Set you off. I yeah. Think, is that called gaslighting? Is that what the, the terminology is? Whatever it is. Uh, like yeah. Acting like somehow I'm the crazy person yeah, when you're the bad guy. Right? Yeah. So now, luckily, it's cold. There's no children around because I got a mouth on me when I'm angry. I do. I, honest to goodness, folks. I got I, I can't help it. I do. I always did. I'm a Southsider. I think 10 years in a police department dealing with bad guys and hearing all the horrible language made me worse. But I don't want to even use an excuse for it. I know I do. Okay? Yeah. And so now it becomes a get get your off my off my property. I mean, just get out. Like yeah. I'm angry at this point. And the response then becomes, I'm not afraid of you. That's what he said to me. Like now that oh, I take no. as a threat. That I take as that is a threat. You're ready to have a fight with me. Yeah. Right. And now I'm responding. I don't even know who you are, but I'm not afraid of you either. Get off my property. And then I was like, okay, look, I'm an adult. I'm just gonna as I'm talking, walk up to my door. And as I'm walking up to my door, still talking, keeping an eye on him, because when you throw your arms out, I figure you might be ready to have a physical confrontation. Yeah. And I don't know who this guy is. He's literally in my driveway. I'm like, I'm just calling the cops. Well, now the car is being moved, but the car is being moved with an awful lot of jibber jabbering. Yes. And I'm still amazed. I think after it's over, when all is said and done, right, I'm still amazed at the idea that anybody would have the thought process that it's completely normal to pull into a guy's driveway. Somebody else's driveway. Block his access and then be appalled when the guy says, will you move your car yeah. off my property? Like, I, I'm watching. Why are you mad, Chris? Why are you mad? I'm watching 1923 right now. I'm, I know Yellowstone is a big show, right? Yeah. And I'm watching 1923, which is like their little mini series about it. But even refer back to Yellowstone or any of these old Western movies or anything like that. Like, you couldn't do that 100 years ago. There was a different set of rules, right? Mm -hmm. Like, according to the, the television show I'm watching, 1923, like, if a guy takes his cows or his sheep onto another guy's ranch, you just take that guy's cows from him, right? Like, I should just be able to take his car. Yeah. He pulled it on yeah. my property, and I'm like, you know what? I'm keeping your car now. Sheriff should be like, you pulled it on his property, his car now. Like, I miss those days, Hannah. That's what we need to bring back. <laughs> like, we need, <laughs> to, bring we need back, to bring back. We need to bring back rancher rules. Like, I know, <laughs> like, I don't want it to be like shoot out in the Old West because there's already places in Chicago that are like that. I'm not advocating that. for that. But a little bit of rancher rules, a little bit of like Dodge City, right? You pulled out into my property with your stagecoach. It's my stagecoach now. You got five minutes to get your vittles off of there, but I'm keeping it and the ox that's pulling it because you're the jerk that clearly pulled onto my homestead, yeah. right? Like, I miss that kind of stuff. That's what we need. Do you think that when I bring a trustee in here, we can we can reenact a law like that in Evergreen Park? You pull onto my homestead, I get to keep whatever it is. I needed another car. Yeah. Like, I should have been See? able to claim there it. There right you go. There. You could I should have be able to walk car. up and be like, claim. Yeah, claim mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, back again. This guy's churning out books left and right. He's an Evergreen Park author. His name is Z. Jeffries. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's great to be here again. But I, I do have to say, technically, Z. Jeffries isn't here right now. Z. Jeffries doesn't have a book out right now. But Zachary Jeffries does. Oh, you used a full name. Yes. When you're writing, what, more adult stuff? Uh, it's uh, YA fantasy. Uh, and it's nothing. So that's youth, like teenage into like that kind of thing. Like you, you should be like 14. 
Something uh, like that. Yeah, at least. But you yeah. know, everyone, all kinds of adults are reading YA, and and it's not it's not uh, exclusive to to teens or anything. And there's nothing like salacious in these books. These books aren't steamy or or full of uh, terrible language or anything like that. It's just this is not going to be in the interests of, say, an eighth grader who likes uh, the books that I write set in space isn't necessarily going to be into a romance between a Greek fate and a grim reaper like this new book. Okay, so first off, how did you have the space series that you've come on and you've talked about before? Yes. Give me the name of that again real quick. Pro Wrestling Saves Earth. That's the one about the kid from Evergreen Park sucked into space. That's for the younger kids. How's that doing? That's doing fantastic. Uh, I'm. I would like to write the sequel for that, and I'm planning to. I have it all mapped out in my head. But there's so much stuff going on in pro wrestling right now that I can't even keep up. Uh, I don't know if you follow this, but Vince McMahon saw, left, he left the company. Yeah, he's back. Right. The people that were in charge are gone. They might be selling it. And a big part of that book is the little guy from uh, Evergreen Park taking on the big corporation and the guy behind it. So until I know who the guy behind it is, I'm going to have a tough time writing this sequel. Oh, so like it, it might change if the real life changes around it. Absolutely. I was ready to write it about uh, the big bad alien overlords family taking over this intergalactic uh, wrestling promotion for better, for lack of a better term. But uh, now, now he's back. I got to figure out. I got to. I got to pivot and move. Yeah, it could be a Saudi prince. You never know what they're going to sell to. Literally, <laughs> it literally could be. I'm. I'm crossing my fingers that the Rock swoops in with some investors and the Rock takes over. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, uh, and then I'm noticing you're putting out a lot of books. Like I was surprised you're like I have a new book. I mean George R. R. Martin takes like. 12 years in between his Game of Thrones books or his Song of Ice and Fire books. And you, this is yet another one that you're sitting down here at the bar to tell me about. Like, how quickly are you writing these things? I pretty much write two books a year. I, uh, every single year I have a list of my goals, uh, professional and craft wise and stuff like that. And I'm almost, I, every year I say, this is the year I'm going to write three books. Uh, it takes me about two months to, to two to three months to write. Like, are you writing, like you're inspired on this book, but then the next day you wake up and you, you've got something for the next book or do you get one done, go to the next one? I'll draft one and then go to the next one. But while I'm drafting a a book and, and, and writing down that first draft, I will be tinkering with the last book. I'll go back through and, and be reading that and taking it apart, reading it aloud, that kind of stuff. So I'll edit uh, or revise at the same time that I'm writing the next one. Zachary Jeffries or Z, depending on the books that he's writing, sitting down here with me talking on the EP podcast. Quick reminder, if you've been injured at work, you need a team that will do what it takes to fight for your rights. The insurance companies only care about one thing, the bottom line. So the law offices of Parente and Norum has the experience, dedication, and proven results it takes to get you the care and compensation you deserve. They've recovered over $425 million for their injured clients and loved ones. For a free case evaluation, EP Podcast listeners, call or text them today at 312-641-5926 or visit pninjurylaw.com. All right, so the one that you're doing now that's for the, the older kids, the teens, the young adults... 
40 year old women. Absolutely. Okay, let's be honest. I mean, that, that, what was that? What was that one with the werewolves and the vampires twilight. and the, t- the Twilight, right? And it was like meant for like teenagers, and every 40 year old woman had a copy of it. Every single person. Yeah. Now, now, so this is along the same line. Hannah will have your books. That's what you're telling me. Yes. She's going to be like, I'm, I'm getting this book. Absolutely. Okay. So that, that genre, that subgenre is uh, called uh, paranormal romance with like paranormal beings. And I have to admit, I've, I've read quite a few, not necessarily Twilight, but there are some other ones that I've uh, read and I've really liked because some of them are uh, have uh, Arthurian legends mixed in and, and all of these other uh, folklore. And that's what I'm really into, folklore and mythology. And I didn't want to write one with vampires or werewolves or shifters or fae or some of the other ones that are in these paranormal romances. Uh, but like I said, I love mythology and I love kicking things up a notch as far as like the stakes go and things like that. So, uh, I came up with what I think is one of the, the strongest, uh, male leads that I could have in one of these romance. And that's a grim reaper. Oh, I thought you were going to go with podcaster with supernatural abilities. I know. Just, is there a more powerful being, (laughs) uh, yeah, so I so I started there with uh, with the idea of a young man about to take over the family business, being trained to be a grim reaper. Uh, maybe he's not that great at it. Right, uh, kills he, the wrong person every once in a while. Uh, he needs some assistance. It's not. It's not. It's not necessarily that dark. Why does uh, the person that die accidentally just breaks their legs? Something yeah, like that. Okay, something all right. Along those lines. <laughs> Uh, so, so he's desperately trying to stop, uh, uh, his training, you know, he's being stuck, he's stuck in, in high school. He has to live as a human while he's learning the family business. And if he doesn't, uh, move on to be a full-fledged Grim Reaper, then he's going to be stuck being a human for the rest of his life. And he can't stand humans. He really looks down on them. They're just a a part of the job and, and, and he couldn't imagine anything worse but the problem is this next assignment, this assignment that he absolutely has to ace, has these ties that's tying uh, uh, this soul to the earth. Meanwhile, I was thinking, who can be a match for death? Who is strong enough, big enough, uh, uh, powerful enough to be a match romantically for death? And uh, I went back to mythology and, and the, the keepers of death in Greek mythology are the, the Greek fates. The, the women who, who spin the thread of someone's life and measure it and snip it. And so then I thought, oh, uh, a young lady who, who gains the power uh, inherits these, these scissors. And she has these powers but doesn't know how to use them, doesn't understand them. Uh, it's those, that story of someone coming into their powers and, and, and everything. So, so this Grim Reaper is going to use this young woman who's realizing she's a Greek fate and use her powers, use her scissors to to elevate himself and 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 co- collect harvest this soul. And so naturally, of course, I went to the plot of the movie. She's all that. This is you know, see, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at this at first. I'm worried you're giving away too much. But now I'm intrigued that a a Freddie Prince Jr. vehicle is now going to be like where you started to get some of your ideas from, which oh, of course, absolutely. one of the dumbest movies of that era, all you do is take her glasses off and she's smoking hot. That's, That's ridiculous. It. That's all they did in that Absolutely movie. She's ridiculous. all that, like she was already pretty. And all they did was like, oh, we'll take your glass. Oh my goodness, you're Can gorgeous. Can you believe <laughs> it? Slow motion down the stairs. <laughs> Kiss me. That was mm-hmm. the song, yeah. 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 
All right, I'm a nerd. Yeah, so so that movie has the 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 two guys. I bet you couldn't make anyone the the prom queen kind of thing, and right. and it becomes a bet, and uh, so he lies to her to use her. I'm not doing that exactly, right. but I had this plot. Don't give idea. away the ending. I'm worried. Oh here. no, no, You're no, no be don't so worry much about here. it. Okay. Uh, so so there's this plot of of he's using her. Uh, and I, I, I was having a tough time cracking this in, in, in the later revisions. I was like, what's this love story? Because I have this story about him trying to harvest a stole and, and having to use uh, uh, her shears and everything. And then it hit me. It's she's all that. He's using her. She doesn't realize it. They fall for each other. He uh, she's is gonna ridden with that out. Right. She's, she's going to take her right. glasses off. Right. Become a completely different person. She's going to figure out, and then she's going to stab the Grim Reaper right in the chest with her scissors, her magical scissors. So right? you read it. You already read. But I mean, this is going to be a great book for anyone that that enjoys those paranormal romance, anyone that loves the, the throwback of She's All That, but also just the kind of books that I write. It's action-packed. It's plot-driven. Uh, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of mythology, a lot of twists and turns. It's super easy to read. I'm not writing. I, I'm not fooling myself. I'm not writing Game of Thrones. I'm not writing three pages about the food at the feast and the 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 right. wine from a different part of the country with dragons. And I'm not. I'm not doing that. There is not a huge, rich tapestry that you have to take no, notes on. Pick to it up, up, read with. the story, enjoy the story. Oh yeah, right. It, it's 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 a beach read. It's an easy read. Dare I say, for Valentine's Day, it's a fantastic couples read because it's a little dark. It's a little messed up. There's some good humor, but also there is a love story couples in there. Couples read, huh? You sit down with and you both read the book at the same time. Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. I have a whatever hard time, time figuring out what television show I want to watch with, or you want me to sit down with a book? You don't even have to do it at the same time. You can do it at different <laughs> times, and you can say, "Wasn't that really cool when he went to kill that guy?" And she's like, "No, it was really cool." Or when she, she goes, "I didn't get to that page yet." And then you have a big, then you have a big fight. I don't think you've thought this out. How do people get the book? Uh, it is available anywhere that uh, uh, nice, uh, your fine books are sold. What's it named? I didn't even think. I don't Angel th of Fate. Angel of Fate. Angel of Fate. Uh, you can get it online. You can order it from Barnes & Noble or, or Amazon or anything like that. But I always prefer people uh, shop local, help the mom and pop shops. Go over to Bookies. Uh, if it's before Valentine's Day, you can order it through them and they'll get it for you. If it's after Valentine's Day, just go in and ask for it. Uh, and hopefully we'll be even have some uh, some signed copies on the uh, on the shelves there. So your release is right here on Valentine's Day. This the, coming up here, right absolutely. Here. Yeah. All right, there you go. He's got a romantic book about a grim reaper and uh, one of the Greek fates that has a scissors, and it's she's all that, and uh, he's going to take the glasses off, or magic is going to ensue. I wrapped it up, right? That's it. See Perfect. That? That's, it. That's what I do. Maybe the podcaster should be one of your heroes in a future book. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Look at my skills here, Z. Uh, Z. Jeffries, uh, or uh, underneath this book, Zachary Jeffries. Thank you very much. Uh, that's who you're looking for. Uh, check out the book and name again. Angel of Fate. Angel of Fate, uh, Evergreen Park author. And we're always lucky when he stops in here and, uh, and chats about what he's doing. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic being here. Recently on the EP podcast, we got a sneak peek of Spoken Vine over at 95th and Kedzie. Reed and Bridget over there also own Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. And they love it whenever we check in with Hannah and her Southside dating life. 
So this segment brought to you by Cool Clouds. Quitting smoking is hard and they want to find you an alternative with a great taster bar and CBD products and the new location over on the northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie. See all they have to offer at coolcloudsvapor.com. I heard you went ice skating. I did. Went ice skating for the first time. It was a date. You had never gone skating before? I've never been ice skating. Never. Really? I've been here for 15 years. I've never been ice skating. Wow. It was my first time. Dominic, my son, would be appalled by the fact. The hockey player would be like, you've never been on ice? Never been on ice. Wow. Other than, you know, walking down the sidewalk. Never been on ice. Oh, man. He's going to be very disappointed as Aunt Hannah, that's for sure. And I hated it. It's so hard. Well, it's not the easiest thing. No, you're standing on blades. Yeah, on ice. I was just explaining this to my kid the other day. I saw some kind of like TikTok video with Neil Grassy. I can't remember what his name. Neil Tyson DeGrassi. Yeah. This TikTok video with Neil Tyson DeGrassi, who is like a like very big name physicist. Yeah. Right. And he was explaining that you don't actually cut into the ice when you're ice skating. You don't. The pressure of your body and the blade on the ice turns the very top molecules of ice back into water and you're actually water skiing on top of it. Really? That's why if it's too cold outside where it's like sub sub like zero temperatures, negative 20, you can't actually ice skate on a pond. Really? Because the pressure is not enough. I never knew that. To be able to do that. I never knew that. I thought that was a crazy thing. So I was like kind of somewhat water skiing. Yeah. People tell me that he's a genius, so I'm going to believe him on this one. But I was like amazed by that that breakdown that he had of the whole thing. That's pretty cool. But but you went ice skating on a date. Now, I always thought this was a good date thing because I used to take girls in high school to Oaklawn Ice Rink. Okay. Okay. I had been on a couple of dates. I had been on a couple of them where I was just hoping it was a date, right? Like mm-hmm. you tell the girl, like, let's go ice skate. Because the thing is, y- girls, you fall a lot. Not all yes. of you. <laughs> Abby Murphy ain't falling on the ice, right? But like most people don't ice skate. And I had done a little bit of hockey. And if you take somebody out there who's not very good at it, now they're clinging to you. Yeah. Instant date success yes. right there. You, you've already, she already needs you to hold her up, right? Yes. I mean, like that's, I, I'm sorry, but as a teenage boy, Taking them to the ice rink was a move. So this was a well thought out move, I believe. It was. And, you know, I was gripping onto his hand like yeah. the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get oh, the yeah. physical closeness right off the bat. You depend yeah. on him. Right. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, I, God, it was hard. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Just even standing. And then like. You looked at that and you were like, I'm just going to jump out there and do that. I just, because I'm watching all these little kids do it. Well, yeah, because <laughs> they're little kids. These, they have these, no fear. These 10 year olds do it. There's out there and the parents are out there like skating and gliding around. So I was like, oh, this must be easy. No. I get out there and I just, I just like froze. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm scared to move. <laughs> what you don't see with a lot of kids that learn how to skate is that some of them, they start very young. There's yeah. a lot of hockey on the south side. I didn't realize it until my kid got into it, but there's a lot of hockey on the south side. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do it. They start these kids really young, and they're basically using, like, like kid walkers. They yep, look like what they, old yep. people have, but, like, they slide on the ice. Yep, they have And they those. just hold on to it, and they learn how to skate because they can just hang on to the thing until they get used to moving on it. You... You've never skated before. You are a clumsy adult at this point. Yes. You have fear of maybe breaking something if you fall on the ice where children do not. That's where it becomes frightening. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was I, will I ever do it again? Probably not. I I, mar- I marked it off the bucket list. I'm like, fine. I finally went ice skating. I didn't like it. Good date, bad date. It 
was a good date. Good he was date? a nice guy. He was a nice guy. Yeah? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I told him, you know, I didn't like going on boring dates, so he planned for us to go ice skating. Went with ice skating. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah. So, yeah. it was good. You think I'm right about the why he picked ice skating? It's a uh, move, probably. isn't it? It's a it's move. A move it's, isn't it? it's a move. I held onto his hand the whole time. It's an absolute move. I mean, move. I had like a death grip on his hand Oh, like, the I would have gone for the hold the one hand and put the other hand on the waist on the other side to help glide you. Oh, see, he, he didn't, didn't do enough of the You see, he's an inexperienced with that see? move. You can do a lot more to just hold hands in yeah. the ice rink and it's acceptable because you're just trying to keep them steady, right? Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me make sure you don't fall down. I sound like such a pervert right now. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Sitting down here with me, Amy Kazin from Evergreen Park High School, back-to-back EP High School guest uh, this week and last week when I talked to your brand new principal that's coming in over the summer who I know is roving the halls. First off, how are you, Amy? I'm great. How are you? Good. You you run all the fine arts stuff. Is that is that safe to say? Is that the best way to describe you to people? You got the theater, you got the madrigals, you got the unaccompanied minors, you a lot of, lot of different things over there um, that are not just like, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic. Correct. I'm the activities director too, so I pretty much oversee anything extracurricular that's not athletic. Are you excited about the new guy coming in? Yes, very yeah. much so. I, I was fortunate enough to be able to sit on the first round interview committee. So I had the pleasure of, of meeting him and, and listening to a little bit about what he was about. And I'm, I'm very excited. That's cool. So you're there's like there was like a committee that had actual teachers there when you're doing the interview process for the principal. Yes. That's awesome. That's how it should be. Uh, you got a lot coming up this month. Percy Jackson. Is that the first thing they want to talk about? Yeah, the lightning thief. Yeah, we have lots of family, family fun in February coming up. Um, first is our winter musical is Percy Jackson's The Lightning Thief musical. It's uh, a retelling of the Percy Jackson books on stage, um, rock concert kind of vibe, lots of lighting, rock and roll music tells the story, um, sword fights and all of the characters that everybody remembers from the Rick Reardon books. Um, I know they're on the reading list for the junior high. We actually have Central coming over to watch a morning performance, but fun for the whole family for sure. That's February 17th, 18th, and 19th. Do you like performances in which the original source material or the movie, let's say, or something like that already had songs in it? Or do you enjoy the things like Percy Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief? That, that there's no there's no singing in that from what I could tell in the original source material. So this is like everything is like brand new and you can kind of do like, you know, like it, everything's going to be new to the audience. What do you prefer? Like the stuff that's new to the audience? Um, if it's something that folks have seen already, uh, I use The Wizard of Oz as, as a classic example Perfect, that's right. of that, yeah. right? It's it's really hard to put Judy Garland up there and that's, that's where the industry standard is if you're going to do The Wizard of Oz. Um, so in that respect, it's difficult for the performers because they have to feel like they're living up to somebody else's portrayal of that role and somebody else's standard. That's hard. It's hard to do. 
Um, I like being able to create something from scratch. I like being able to do things that folks have never seen just to be able to expand people's horizons. Um, I know that I've, I've heard a lot of folks say that the Lightning Thief movie was not their favorite. Um, I can't voice an opinion because I've never seen it. Um, but everybody that's seen the movie tells me that the show is much, much better. Very exciting. How many kids you got in this one? I mean, 30. Yeah. 30, on, 30 on stage and then another 10 or 12 that have been involved in the crew. All right. So then uh, you got some other events coming up. Uh, Steam challenge of sorts. Yep. Family Steam Night is an annual event that's on the 22nd of February in the evening um, geared toward early to intermediate elementary school kids. Lots of different activities, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Well, that's what the STEAM is, right? <laughs> I'm glad you said it, because I was like, I, I don't know if everybody remembers what that is. Yep, that's what that is. So the younger generation knows, because it was it's something that's been used now for years in schools. But like old person like me, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll hear, you'll hear STEM a lot, but in, in our district, we do emphasize the A in STEAM, that the arts help to nurture that creative thinking that then helps with problem solving on the science and technology end. So they really do work hand in hand. you got to work both sides of the brain. Um, and that's what something like this does. And it's, it's designed again for maybe that K-5 kind of range um, with our different, acti- our different clubs running different stations for the kids to participate in. Absolutely free. Um, online, there will be a pre-registration just so that we can make sure we have enough supplies for everybody. Go to the, go to the school website, sign up online for it. What day is it again? On the 22nd of February. That's a Wednesday. And then the next day for our middle schoolers, we have middle school game night, which will allow them to check out chess, scholastic bowl, and our brand new esports lab. Esports lab. This is like the new thing now. A lot of high schools are doing esports, where they're basically saying, hey, video game player, come do this and compete for my school. I wish this would have been around when I was young, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, don't we all? Like this, I would have been like, all right, we could do this. This is fun. How competitive is that? I would imagine you got a lot of kids that want to be in that every year. So we have a game club that meets socially in the fall, and they get an average of 40 kids that come to any meeting. Um, the esports team, the way that IHSA has structured it, has a limited number of participants per game. So I know in a lot of the the much larger high schools, they actually have to have in-house tournaments to see who qualifies to actually. It's like compete. any other sport. You want it. You want it. You want to be a starter. You gotta. You gotta earn that spot. Huh? Correct. And Evergreen Park is hosting, like, the, is it the state championships for esports? We are. We've been granted the opportunity to, to host the state finals. When is that? For is that this month? No, that's at the end of April. End of April, but that's coming as well. Very so you excited. Got, you, got, you got all the best e gamers coming to the EP. You, you must have, like, great facilities for that as well to be able to do that, right? We do. We're set up with a bunch of big screen TVs up in the LRC. We just redid the LRC a couple of years ago. Um, and the, the different labs have some large TVs that f- for academic reasons we can use to share presentations and things, but here they're great f- to be able to broadcast what's happening on the Switch. Um, and then we just invested in a gaming computer lab where there's 30 gaming PCs in one of the labs up there to be able to run some of the games that are included in the competitive circuit. Wow. High school sports have changed completely. Yeah, well, well expanded. Expanded. 
football and basketball and all still those there. things are still are there. still there and super important right. and and really successful. We're really happy with how everything's going in winter sports as well. But I think that's cool because everybody always talks about like you know look at those new baseball diamonds. Look at the new uh, facility, athletic facility where they took over that uh, near Sexton Park. Uh, look at look at the you know the football stadium. Look look at all the things that they're doing. And then look they got they got esports yeah. like they they're, and they're and they're they're. Their facilities are so good, they're hosting the state championships. That's pretty cool. We're very proud of that. There's a couple of schools that have come in to, to tour to see what we've done so that they can try and follow suit. Amy Kazin checking in with us this week from Evergreen Park Community High School. She's brought to you proudly by SidSauce.net. It's the only place I get my hot sauces. They have a flavor for any type of food. The peppers grown in Evergreen Park bottled here and delivered to your door for free. Check out everything they have to offer at SidSauce.net. All right. So, what about the singers? Are we are the unaccompanied minors coming back this year? Are they are they gathering to do their thing? Sure. Yeah, we'd love to bring them by in the spring. They started rehearsing in January. It's basically the magical kids, but I would imagine like you get some new ones that come in. Some kids don't do it or something like that. But it's an acapella group, right? Right. We add about a half a dozen. That's awesome. They'll be back in in May, um, and a lot of them are going to jump on board for our summer show as well. We actually just announced. That's what I was going to ask show. you about. You have a summer show. What's it going to be? Yep. Our summer show is Finding Nemo Junior. So we're putting Finding Nemo on stage. The original stage production was created for Walt Disney World Resort. It ran in Animal Kingdom, and they've taken that production and made it accessible for younger performers. Amy, you're always so busy over there. When, when that comes out, I would imagine there'll be like some more stuff that'll be out like on dates and stuff. You don't have that yet for that. You just know what you're going to be doing. Sure. So the camp will run in June. Registration's actually going to open up later on today because it's definitely what are, first what are the ages again for that one? Uh, entering fourth grade through graduated senior. Okay. And so that's going to be a, a large array of kids. I would think that that's a lot of fun. Not, I mean, on one hand, it's a nice thing to have those kids get used to high school, especially those that are going to be getting there in, in a couple of years. But just the idea that, like, you know, the younger actors get to go and, and hang out with, like, the older actors and kind of see how they do things. That's, that must be a fun camp every year. That's why we don't separate it out. I know that there are other kids camps in the area that say fourth through sixth graders are going to do this and seventh and eighth graders are going to do this and our high school kids are going to do this and they do three different shows or maybe they do the same production, but they cast it three different times. Right. We keep everybody together because of that mentoring that happens and the high school kids enjoy it as much as the littles do. They that's really do. Awesome. They love hanging out with the younger kids. That's really cool. All right. So if you want to, if you want to learn about anything that's going on, especially uh, Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief. Uh, go to the website, uh, register for the uh, the Steam thing for families. You know, uh, we got e-gaming championships on the way here. Uh, we got the summer camp, all that stuff on the Evergreen Park High School website, right? Uh, it doesn't matter which which platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that's going to be the most up-to-date information. And anytime we have registration links or anything, they get posted there as well. And Because for, for a lot of folks, that's right there in their hand. They don't necessarily even have to go to the website. I'm not exactly sure if he's doing it, but I would assume that's Tim Moran over there doing it since he got in. And he yep. he really is active on the social media. I've noticed that. He interacts with the EP podcast account every once in a while when we've done things together and things. I'm sure he'll post the show because you were on there. Yes. So, yes, definitely follow those social media accounts because he gets a ton of information out about the school and the different programs that they have going on. But Amy Kazin comes over here and tells us as well. So that works out. I really appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for the time. Look at all those people. People in this great suburb driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better 
as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember Ted Kaczynski? You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why. Because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 60805. It's the EP podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP podcast. Evergreen Park. <laughs>